Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today, we discuss about energy, how you can increase your energy, how you can get a lot more. I am excited to discuss this topic with Nathan. How are you? Very good. Very good. A big pleasure to get in my show, to learn a lot more uh, about your experience, how you can help. Because, you know, I often get this feeling that I'm tired, exhausted, so I need to stop. But, you know, I think uh, it's mindset. You can play with that. And I want to know how to improve improve my productivity uh, before we start just tell more about your self-experience background and why you decided to take this topic that's right i so my name is nathan and i am i work on a, in a company called dream leader institute and we develop teams we develop individuals leaders as well why because all around no matter where we are we see people who don't like their work or or they feel often either tired all the time or maybe burned out or they're always looking for a weekend to have rest but it doesn't ever feel like it's enough right you often feel like you need a really long vacation and not the kind where you can go do just you know the fun activities but just a break right mm -hmm. and a lot of people are quitting their jobs as well because when they go to work they often feel sluggish or they just feel disengaged they just are not sure that you know what difference is it making so i chose the topic of energy because it is one that even though people don't necessarily think about energy it is something that affects all of us for sure okay i have the first question can you tell the best uh, of course, I know the best uh, doesn't exist, but you know, uh, people can ask, what is the best resource of energy? What is the best source of energy? Yes. Our, so the best source of energy are, and it's going to be, it, it, there's general, but there is specific as well, right? So in general, it is going to be those things that you do feel the most confident doing, the most passionate doing, the most joyful in doing. Even, even if you feel like it's, um, even if you feel like it's, it takes some hard work to do it. Right? It still brings you energy. Right? So if you mm -hmm. think about, we can use a few examples. The best way to talk about energy is through examples. Right? So. For instance, you take an artist, right? Maybe a musician, right? What brings them energy is when they get on that stage and they can perform a great piece of music, right? But they still have to practice to be able to get on that stage, right? So it takes energy and yet it brings most energy as well because they're doing something that they believe in. And you can take this any, in any case, you know, someone who is on a sports team right? What brings them energy? Getting the goal, right? But you can't get the goal unless you can actually train yourself to actually get the goal. What about uh, a chef, right? A chef, he needs to know all the ingredients. He needs to know all the techniques to be able to make a masterpiece meal, right? But you have to be able to train to do that. So in any case, the goal is to find that part that is, that is natural to who you are. So the the musician the artist the, and the, these are of course the obvious ones 
but even if they're not as obvious, you know, there, there are strengths that come naturally to us strengths that are, that we are easy to good. I mean, so like, like being a good communicator or someone who is a good encourager, someone who is, someone who is great at details, as long as they find a position that they are working in that does, uh, that does utilize what they're naturally good at, then it can bring them energy. It can bring them even, even through the, even through the times that feel slower, because you have to connect what you're doing each and every day to what you are naturally gifted in. So that's a, mm-hmm. strengths and strengths and gifts are a different topic, but that is that is how we get the most energy is by by doing those things that are instinctual to us. Because everybody, we say everybody, everybody has a genius to them. You know, it just the the world doesn't often look at us that way, but we have to kind of get past what the world says, and and I only celebrate certain people, right? And they only celebrate certain things, and and realize that each of us are uniquely gifted in, in a specific way. And of course, you know, the world doesn't necessarily reward each similarly, but, but we do have to do those things that are natural to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that you mentioned about, uh, to consider that to be yourself. Yeah. Being yourself, uh, and for example, if you are good with something, why you need to <laughs> change uh, your strong side uh, to chase some metrics that possible are not good with you? For example, if you are an introvert, why you need to be extrovert or trying to be extrovert? You, uh, right. Bill Gates, Elon Musk, they are introverts, you know, but you can see they, <laughs> they got awesome results. I think, yeah, uh, it's the best thing of what you can do to be yourself uh, and uh, yeah, increase uh, uh, strong size. Can, can you tell more about, for example, introverts? Uh, can they uh, how to be, uh, or I don't know, like how to become uh, uh, your leadership journey if you are introvert, if you are uh, a shy boy uh, or girl, if you don't know how to communicate with others, but uh, to uh, overcome these fears uh, to go ahead. So an introverted leader, that's what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is it possible that you touch a uh, microphone because I, I can see some sound? Is it? Is the sound not coming through? Uh, yeah, I can hear some sound. I don't know. It's like uh, with microphone. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's my connection oh. too. It should be oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. So okay. In, in any case, okay, even a leader, an, a leader who is introverted, this is why we train people on even how to be themselves because because oftentimes we feel like we have to compensate for things that we're not good at. So for instance, if a leader feels like to be a good leader, they need to be extroverted, right? Or they need to be a good communicator. And maybe that's not either one of their, their, their gift sets, their strengths. Okay. Well, if he feels like that is the, that is the, expectation or view of good leadership, they will try and be something that they're not, right? And we see plenty of times that that doesn't go well, you know, an an introvert that tries constantly to be extroverted is going to get tired really fast and all the time too. And tiredness is, is, 
it's it, the, the energy is is like pathways to be on. If you're on a tired pathway, you're always going to be tired, and that's where you'll that's where you're more likely to act out on on really strong emotions. So when you're tired, it's easier to act out when you're angry and you yell at someone, you know. And, mm-hmm. And then false expectations do that to us, too. So if you're trying to be a good communicator and you're not, then you're still going to keep kind of try. You're going to try and, you know, keep hitting it over and over and continually getting it wrong. And what does that do? That just brings discouragement and it brings, you know, a sense of um, it, it, it for the team itself. They can see that you're you're continually failing at something you're not good at. So. It means that you actually need to to draw in other strengths around you. That's what that's what is so important about the leadership. More than anything mm-hmm. else, the leader is supposed to be the the coach, the encourager, the the mentor, um, the facilitator, the navigator as well. And and anybody can use whichever strength they need to to be in a leadership position. But you have mm-hmm. to know yourself well enough because you need to know your boundaries. So if you are an introverted leader, you do need to find someone else who can get your message across. That is, you know, the, the extroverted, maybe the high, the high charisma, maybe to just be the spokesman for you. But you have to mm-hmm. be in, you have to be in a team with that kind of person as well. If if you're not a good communicator and that's um, and that's something obviously any leader needs, you find someone who is who has that communication strength, you know, someone who is naturally gifted that way. That's probably why a lot of communicators end up on, uh, you know, maybe in the news or on social media. You, you can find some anyone from from teenage years to someone who's older has that gift and you and you partner with that person, too. But a leader mm-hmm. needs to know themselves well enough to be able to say, I don't have that communication gift, so I'm gonna I'm gonna utilize this person to to help get this message across. So that way you're you're knowing that it's not all about you; it's about how the team is going to perform. And mm-hmm. that way, ultimately, the leader won't won't really have low energy, keep towards tired because they're trying to do something that they're not naturally gifted at. But but you have to realize the leader needs to be secure in who in who he or she is and not insecure, meaning, my gosh, the, the team is going to look at me and they're going to judge me and they're going to think I'm a bad leader. Because I'm not a leader. You know what? People don't care about that. Actually, if you actually do good teamwork and you good and you do good navigating and facilitating. And actually, let's face it, those who those who own up who they are and who they are not is more easily respected than just pretending, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, valuable. Uh, can you tell, how do I know that something is wrong with my, I don't know, uh, that I have? For example, uh, I have my uh, common things that I need to do every single day, some tasks. Uh, of course, I can lose the energy during the day. Uh, how do I know that I can improve my efforts, uh, I don't know, any, anything, you know, uh, to get more energy, uh, right. to work harder. Yeah, but more about, about that. Okay, so the things that we said, you know, I can't remember exactly when time management started. I, it, I mean, it was decades mm-hmm. ago. I do believe that it, it got really big in the 80s and 90s, time management, how to make sure you're, 
you know, scheduling things right. But, but the newest way that, that, um, that we're coaching people in is an energy management. So when you look at your day, you want to track where you have the most energy and where you have the least energy. And depending on which task you are trying to accomplish, you follow along that kind of energy path. So some people, you know, I have friends who get up at five in the morning, right? Like they, they wake up, they're just naturally, I am really good at that, that time period, you know? And, and if that's the case, maybe at, you know, by 11, they have a slower period, you know, because energy, energy doesn't just maintain throughout the day. We all know that. It kind of just ebbs and flows, right? And usually by the end of the day, it starts going down because, you know, our bodies do recognize it's almost time to sleep. But it means, it means that we need to track which activities we need to accomplish, so, for instance, if you're trying to do a, if you want to get healthy and you want to be working out more, say you want to go for a run every day, you should never choose the time of day where it's your lowest energy. Because when you're at your lowest energy, that affects your decision making, right? When, we, when we're feeling tired, that's when we are least likely to make good decisions, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you get to nine or 10 o'clock at night and that's when people start eating snacks and right. Right. Cause they're tired and they're like, yeah, yeah. But, but that, that goes for anything. So that means when you're at high energy, it's better to schedule the decisions that you need to make for that period of time. So, so when you have low energy, you schedule the things that really are just more task oriented. You go into it. There's not many decisions need to You just, need to fulfill the task right mm-hmm. so energy management about looking at which activities do drain you and which activities do bring you energy even if it takes energy to do them so someone who is running right that takes energy but there is a a, a return on that the return is i get energy as well right mm-hmm. so, yeah so, uh, I have I have one interesting question. You know, I think uh, I I don't know, but I think you have no experience with that. Uh, let me tell why. Uh, my team is in Ukraine right now. We have so hard time in Ukraine, you know, because of this Russia Russian invasion, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, uh, they are living each day uh, with possible things that can happen you know because the russian army can hit with all missiles that they have or all these weapons uh so uh but they uh, keep working you know they keep creating uh, some results uh and yeah uh, i understand that it's so hard to, for them to go ahead but how they can get this energy when uh, you're not sure about uh, tomorrow if you're not sure that uh, uh, Russian army can't occupy your city, surround and hit um, new missiles, you know, it's really hard. I can understand because I was there for two days when uh, all this happened. I decided to live with my family. But right now uh, I'm... I keep communicating with my team because we didn't stop our business. We uh, still uh, earn money. So uh, can you tell how to help them to get this energy when we have such things uh, to do? Yes. Uh, and I, I realize in a war context, it's different. But 
some of the same elements still apply. You know, when you're when you're thinking about the decisions that need to be made, right? The way that you're going to be able to build up energy is is sometimes doing the things that um, that you feel are going to make you tired as well. You know, so so looking at your next decision, say you just want to make the decision be done with it, and yet. What will bring energy is actually connecting with those that you're closest to, and that way you'll be able to help make your next decision. So even even the decision to leave, right? Um, the, those that that are deciding on on whether they need to leave, it's it's best to connect with the community. It's best to connect with the people that you you commonly talk to, rather than rather than just saying, "Look, all these things are happening. I can't focus on that." You know, and and I need to just do what comes next. But but talking with the talking with those that you're closest to, talking with those that you know are are it brings about different perspectives, and the different perspectives will and and being in the conversation with other people will bring you energy because shared shared conversation and shared experiences also brings us energy. Think about. Think about those that are okay. We'll we'll take the extreme case, the soldiers, right? You're gonna mm-hmm. have less energy fighting if you are by yourself trying to, you know, trying to do your next task and and whatever military sense that looks like. But think about if you're just in a group of of three, five, six guys or or women who who you're fighting with together. The shared energy actually brings more. Uh, more strength, more more mental perseverance, determination, right? Because you're with others, and mm-hmm. so so that goes a long way as well. And so we we can't ever dismiss the fact that that shared experiences also is where where it will bring energy, it will bring perspective, it will bring good decisions, and mm-hmm. and, that, and that's where you'll see some uh, the decisions. Uh, made individually that are not good. It, it was often made in isolation. So, so that's what I would say in terms of of the extreme, you know, the military, you know, the war environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Valuable. Okay, let's talk about uh, working hard. For example, uh, when I read some uh, self improvement books uh, about. Uh, entrepreneur's journey, uh, many examples. Uh, most of them are working hard, you know, uh, but I can see another side of the story. When uh, you work hard like eight hours, after that you have no energy, uh, everything what you can do, just go home to watch TV, you know, to, to waste like six hours, you know, watching this TV. Can you tell how to replace bad habits, for example, like watching TV, with good habits that will help you lead you in the right direction and uh, yeah to tell more about changing habits that you uh, use yeah. for many years yeah so we are a uh, we are a kind of before evaluation habit thinking meaning we think about uh, we'll just say we'll just use the running example, or or getting getting healthy physically. Maybe whether you're walking, running, you're actually working out, or or you're doing some kind of sport to be healthy. the 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 hardest part to get started is we think about the before the habit begins. Meaning, it's going to be hard. 
it's going to maybe it's going to hurt some i'm gonna i'm gonna feel tired but we're not actually thinking about the and and the way that we start to switch habits is we just have to change our the way we're thinking about it in our mind needs to switch from before to the after right mm -hmm. the after is the effects and the consequences of it meaning when i start eating healthy i know that that afterwards i'm going to feel better i'm going to have more energy sort of like the difference between eating fast food before you're just thinking oh i'm going to enjoy it in that moment and afterwards people try not to think about it but you could be feeling pretty pretty bad for for hours after you eat a fast food meal because it's just not it's just not healthy food and it doesn't actually bring you energy whereas when you eat a healthy meal it actually brings you energy but you don't think about that you're just glad that you have energy afterward and so switching the habits means you have to start thinking about what comes after the habit rather than what comes before the habit and you slowly transition your thinking to the the motivation behind it and not and not the and not the hardship you know anybody that wants to accomplish a great a great work they want to accomplish a win people are thinking about the wins they're not thinking about they're not thinking about the the difficulties of getting to it you know when you're watching your favorite football team you know and they and they they're thinking about the score at the end. They're not thinking about when they're behind the scenes and they're doing the drills. They're thinking about, man, we, we want to win the season. Right. Mm -hmm. So so that's that's how we need to replace even the smallest habits, the smallest habits, whether it's going home. So the difference would be going home and watching TV. Right. So I, I, I watch TV. I watch movies as well. But there needs to be some boundaries around that and say, yeah, but where is the connection happening? And what we usually do is we're thinking about the the before and not the after. So what happens before we watch TV? We're thinking, I'm tired. I just want to sit down and not think about anything. So I'm just going to plant myself on the couch and just watch. What comes after? Afterwards, there's not really anything. You don't really get energy by watching TV. You and you definitely don't necessarily feel more connected to, you know, your neighbor or, or your friends that you're close to. Maybe if you do something intentionally as a family when you're watching something, you can say that. But most often it's not, right? So, so when you think about, okay, well, tonight instead of watching TV, I know that right now I feel tired, but I'm going to set up, you know, maybe a nice meal and, and something to do together as a family. Maybe it's a game. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, you know, we each try and put on some comedy or imitation act. I don't know. And what comes mm -hmm. after that? What comes after that is emotional highs that we are looking for. We're feeling connected. We're feeling loved. We're feeling happy and joyful and we're feeling fulfilled because we connected to those people that we that we most love as well. So mm -hmm. you so in any habit, whether whether it's as as superficial as as just diet or whether it's as deep as I, I know that I need to do a better job connecting with my kids, you, you have to start switching to what are the uh, effects and what are the 
What are the results and outcomes of the habit? And you have to think about them over and over and over again and always keep that in front of you. That's the mm -hmm. only way that we actually commit to, to habits. And once we're in them, then, they, then, then we've switched the habits. Then they're self-regulating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it. Uh, I want to share um, about my nephew. You know, it's interesting when she's watching TV, uh, I think, you know, I have the feeling that she is not uh, here. She is on this TV, you know, with all this uh, people, you know. <laughs> yeah, because uh, she can watch like this, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, uh, and uh, sometimes I want to have uh, the same focus. Because when, uh, uh, for example, if I need to do something very important, but I have many other thoughts. Uh, I need to complete this task. I need to come to my client. I need to buy food for my family. No, many other things. Can you tell how to get the same focus that my nephew has, you know, when she's watching TV? Because she doesn't care about anything else on this world, about surrounding people, about any circumstances. She's on this TV. And I, I love this focus. I want to have it. But, uh, you know, for me, it's very hard because of many other things. Can you tell more about that? Yes, yes. I mean, different people will have that. Not everybody will continue to be thinking about things over and over and over again. But, but some people have those strengths where where they they just think a lot about things, right? So the best way to do that is to make the thoughts in your head actually legitimate and practical and and real. The way we do that is. And I coach people who are like that. You need, you need a place to write them down because what you have to do is you have to separate the thoughts from, from the abstract. Okay. The abstract meaning it's just rolling in your brain and it's pretty much kind of a, kind of a circulating reel, right? It just, it just goes like this and you know what people do when they, I don't know if you have that same thing, but you know what? When we when we say when you say that person's like this, we say they're insane. But mm -hmm. but the but the thought continues to circulate, right? So that means what you need to do is everything you're thinking of, you need to get back and and find a either a journal or a notebook, and you write down everything. It doesn't matter the order at first. It's it's basically a just a a, a mental push from mind to paper. The reason is, is because often we think that the, the thoughts that are circulating over and over are bigger than what they really are. Not all of them, but some of them. But when you put them on paper, it has the power to put them in a different kind of perspective because now you're seeing them. And then you're able to order them. And then you're able to actually do something with them, right? So it's the difference between saying... Um, if my wife tells me to go grocery, this is an easy one, okay? So my wife tells me to go pick up some food, right? Well, <laughs> I'm going to go out and probably pick up a pizza and maybe I'm going to pick up some chips or something. And, and that's not what she wanted, right? She wanted me to pick up some bread, some maybe some cheese and maybe some fruit or something like that, right? But if she just says, I need you to stop by the store and pick up some food. I'm going to be thinking, well, what did she want? 
right? What it, what, I wonder what she was, maybe she had a specific plan. And I'm going to start thinking about it over and over. But if she just <laughs> says, here, pick up these five things from the store, guess what? I don't actually have to think about it over and over. I just have it, um, I have it in my, I have it in my hand, a list. I can go to the store, pick it up, and I can leave. What was once maybe an hour or hour and a half trip becomes 20 or 30 minute trip, right? Because there's no, there's not as much thinking involved. And the same measure for, for larger things applies. If we put down the things that, that are circulating, we can start to find the ones that really are more important, that are deeper. You know, maybe I'm thinking about about the safety of my child, right? But what was on top of those was, you know, the the sense of where am I going to get food, or or you know what what task I need to accomplish at work. Yet the task at work shouldn't shouldn't carry the same weight or thought or strategy behind the am I keeping my children safe, right? Mm -hmm. So you can start to you can start to see which ones have more emotional impact, which ones frankly are are less on the priority list and say, okay, this task at work doesn't even compare to what's more important to me. Even though the task felt really urgent. It doesn't matter. You can you can see kind of because in prior we know what the priorities are in life, right? Family and, and health and and things like that. So so that's the first thing that we need to do, especially for those who, who are very much in their head, is they need to let their thoughts get out of their head. And that just becomes a practice. So you can examine them and you can you can determine if a thought needs actual strategy behind it in that part or not so oftentimes we'll have a thought and it's and it's a worry we'll take a, a, a worry maybe um, um i'm trying to think of a, a specific worry right so i'm i'm worried my son is is almost old enough to start driving so say my my son goes out and I'm I'm worried that okay maybe I'm hoping that he's you know driving safe. Well, the, it can stay as a worry, or I can actually do something about it. Meaning, I can make sure that I have more conversations with my son. I can make sure I'm doing everything and on my part to lessen the worry, and maybe even hear from my son himself. How, you know how he feels like he's doing so there are ways but if i only just think about i just hope that he doesn't get in a car crash then then there's then there's no ability to lessen that worry at all there's just there's just the constant circulating of worry but i can do something about it and and oftentimes we need to get those thoughts out so we can find out if there's anything that we can do um or or we can have someone else in our family do to help us lessen the anxiety and worry as well. And, and that's often the hardship is we're just worried about what comes next. And instead of seeing if there's any way to, uh, to give us the steps that we need that, that give us uh, more confidence or, or just more peace of mind as well. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, got it. I think I have the same attitudes with my wife, you know, <laughs> when she asks me, no, please buy uh, this item, this, 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 like a huge list. And, you know, I reply to her, please write the message with all That's these right. items. If you want to get them, then write. If you, That's right. If, That's right. If you want to sure get everything that you want, just write it down. But we yeah. don't tell ourselves that. So if you want to see what thoughts you're having, just literally get out a notebook and start writing them down. And it doesn't have to be in order at first. It just whatever mm -hmm. comes to mind first. And once we start practicing that, then we start getting to some deeper thoughts as well. Like, okay, you know, I, I realize I'm really frustrated at work because of this issue. Or, you know, I, I've had this nagging sense of of discomfort because i really feel like i should talk to my partner my my husband or my wife or so, or whatever about this issue and i and i don't want them to be mad at me but there are ways whether it's a task at work or a conversation with your partner to to put steps between the now and i'm worried about it now and leading to the outcome that we really want which is well, I, I, I still want this task done or I want this conversation to happen so that we're closer, you know, mm -hmm. as a, a couple or or I feel more accomplished at work or whichever. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to ask about uh, patience. Um, let me tell why, <laughs> you know, uh, because um, I check out a few studies that uh, most uh, people uh, give up uh, in the early stage, even more. For example, 50% uh, of all uh, content creators don't record the second episode of podcast because they can't get results with the first one. You know? uh, for me, I have no idea how to get results with the first episode of podcast, video, article, anything. You know? It takes time to practice, uh, to learn, uh, to test, uh, to find what uh, actually works for you. Uh, and can you tell uh, how to find patience when uh, you can't get results uh, and uh, yeah how to provoke this feeling that uh, you are going in the right way that results will come you need to be patient uh, yeah tell more about that <laughs> well there's two things i hear there is patience and there's also just the commitment level too right mm -hmm. um unfortunately there's you know, when we're talking about whether it's a podcast, I assume that we're talking about a, a work thing that we're doing, right? Something yeah. that we're trying to accomplish, right? Anything, yeah. So, so let's we'll we'll take that work issue, and you know, there's a, a great sense that you know, if I just do really hard work, I'm gonna I'm gonna win, you know, mm -hmm. and and there's this sense that if I can do that. I can make sure that I do it quickly, but it's just, in my opinion, it's just a myth. We have to know that the patience comes from, from the, the small things that matter each time and the, and the, the result that we're truly looking for. Now there is a difference between work that we are feeling is meaningful and is still uh, meeting the needs that we have that is accomplishing, you know, um, uh, what we're looking for and just the, uh, and comparing ourselves to others. So 
so we have to make sure we write those down too. Like what are, what are the things that we really are wanting? So patience comes from, from holding that up and seeing, first of all, do I, do I have, again, the outcome, is it written down? You know, have I, have I been very clear about the outcome and my why behind it? Because the why is going to be really important to patients. Why is the difference between a person who wants to, I'm going to use the health one again. Mm-hmm. Why is the difference in, in a person who wants to just look more pretty because they've lost 10 pounds? That's not a, that's not a sustainable why. A, a much more powerful why is if we're doing it for someone else. So if there is a, a mom or a dad that wants to lose the 10 or 20 pounds because they want to have the energy to be able to, to spend time with their three-year-old, right? And they're saying, I'm doing this because I need to be healthy. Or maybe one day when I have grandkids, I want to be healthy enough to move around with them, right? That is a much more powerful why than, well, I just want to look better. Because when you're doing it for someone else, it's much easier to sacrifice the time and the, and the space and some of the decisions that need to be made versus for yourself. Because we are notorious about moving the goalpost. The goalpost is, well, I can, uh, it's me. So I can, I've decided to make it next month that I'll do this. And you see people doing that all the time. Next month, I'll do this. But if you do it for a while, the, the why for someone else, that also helps build the patience too. The patience also comes from, from setting the, the it, it, patience is like a, it's like a muscle. So you have to understand which pieces um, are, are, takes less patience and build it up to really good, like really healthy patients. So patience would be, um, when, when you've, when you've set out to, uh, learn a task that you don't think will take that long. So say you want to be able to, I'm trying to think of something that wouldn't take two. So you want to cook a meal. Okay. You know, and maybe your wife is good at cooking and she teaches you over the course of three or four meals, some basics, right? And you can make that meal, right? So patience is... I've committed to learning over those four times, learning how to cook that meal, right? Now, if you want to learn how to play the piano, right, that's a much, that's much farther task. You know, you have to be committed for a, a year or two to be able to play well enough where you're like, you know, I, I'm happy with the way it sounds. So, mm-hmm. each of our, so each of our patience levels needs to be seen in the level of task that's coming next. So, you know, your running of the podcast would be, well, the first thing I need to learn is the, is, okay, maybe you're really good at tech already. So I just need to learn, you know, what the platform looks like, what the technology is. It doesn't take that long, maybe a month and I can learn it, right? The next one is, okay, well, now I need the patience to, to learn how to set topics, you know, or, or if that's how you do some of your topics. So, so strategic formulation of, of, of what each podcast is going to look like. That also takes patience, but maybe a greater amount of patience because it's a longer, it's a longer thing, meaning it's over, over years. And then the next one might be, well, now I need to figure out um, how to train myself to, um, to interview someone. 
How long does that take? But each one of those, what does it take? It takes not just commitment to learn, but it takes a commitment to hear the feedback and the evaluation too, which is where we also don't put our commitment level. We just want to work hard and win. We don't want to, we don't want, we don't like the idea that we've got to put ourselves into something and, we, and each step we need to turn around and evaluate where we've, where mentally we've held ourselves back, where mentally we felt like we weren't good enough at it and say, okay, I will get better at this, you know, and, and that goes with patience and commitment. We need both to be able to say, and and a sense of, of why, because let's face it, you know, people get, uh, can easily get offended or, or insecure or hurt, you know, if they look back and say, well, I wasn't doing it to the, to the best of the best of its possibility or the best of my ability. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I think, you know, uh, for me, it's much better if, uh, no, uh, I often see when people uh, they can't understand uh, uh, like haters or some critics, you know, anything else. I think the best thing is to uh, not to judge uh, themselves, you know, uh, because when you start anything, you can't be good, you know. Uh, even for example, if you film videos, uh, I usually recommend to all content creators to uh, film hundred bad videos. Very bad videos, you know, because yeah, that's most, right. That's right. Yeah, mo most content creators and, and, usually and it works, doesn't it? You know, hey, just do a hundred videos and don't even don't even worry about it. Just just look at them, evaluate yeah. them, and don't try and pretend that they're going to be <laughs> that a hundred videos are gonna make <laughs> successful, right? That, that, yeah, that's the, that's the learning phase, right? Of course, but, yeah, uh, it's experience. <laughs> but you need people who you know and you trust to say, look at these 10 videos and tell me some things that, you know, are little things that I can do to just make it, make it 1% better, you know, mm -hmm. and don't, and, and you need to be careful. You don't want them to list a hundred things and you'll feel like you're overwhelmed. Just say, give me two or three things. You may notice mm -hmm. more, but give me the two or three things that you notice the most and, mm -hmm. and whatever else you had, don't worry about it. Because you will ask other people and say, you give me two or three things. And it's easier to handle the, it's easier to handle the, the, the feedback is what you're wanting. Just like any, any coach or any, uh, any person who's training you, whether it's in a sport or, a, or a, a technical skill or whatever, you, you know, you're trying to learn. So it means that you, instead of looking at the haters, You've actually find the people that, that you trust and say, look, I am looking for feedback because I, I do this video for an hour and I just want to know two or three things that you see. Is it in the middle? Is it at the ending? Hey, sharpen up the ending. Is it in the beginning? And that's how you, that's how you work at getting better. You can't completely ignore the need for yourself to continually get better. But you also, in my opinion, should not be immersing yourself in the toxic wasteland, which is the the haters and the, you know, and the criticism. So, I, I mean, in my yeah. opinion, that is a waste of, of energy. The energy will come from the people who's closest to you that are actually cheering you on. So if you say, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doing 
you know, or I might say, hey, help my buddy Anatoly, Anatoly to, to get, you know, to keep pushing his podcast forward. What what's two or three things that you can say to him, you know, and and you'll you'll much receive it because they're saying, hey, I want Anatoly to win. Right. I want Anatoly, <laughs> to, to, you know, to make it big time. And you will say, mm-hmm. thank you, man. You know, this will this will help me get to where I'm going. And the energy level actually goes up instead of someone who you don't trust who you feel well i just want you to i just want you to fail right energy goes down and so, mm-hmm. so the, that's the difference as well is your is what you're focusing on too and who who you're focusing on it with yeah yeah uh, nice insights yeah i agree with that uh, and uh, for me uh, i'm trying to avoid negative feedback you know, uh, yeah. even even if they are right, you no, know, they are right. Okay, okay, you are right. I'm not good enough for you, but I can be good enough for someone else. You know, so why I need to know yeah. that someone doesn't like me? It's your choice. Uh, don't listen to me. Find someone else. And uh, I, I think it's the best thing uh, just to be yourself. And uh, if you film a hundred videos. Uh, yeah. You can improve results, and after that, even some haters will <laughs> watch uh, your content and uh, learn from you because you can get experience that it's much better than yeah. uh, any learning, you know, any it's skills true. and knowledge. Experience will take you far, but at some mm-hmm. point, you know, what, what we tell people in our business is you want to pursue the greatest version of yourself, though, too. So mm-hmm. if you think that you know what i i i'm doing well in this and i enjoy it and i can probably keep getting better too maybe not not for everybody we know that but there are some things that i can sharpen that i will feel good about too and that continues to help you be the greatest version of yourself but who's going to do that are the people that believe in in the dream of of us the the podcast that you're doing of of which topic or or what whatever you might be doing next and and those are the people that you want to be open to because it's a it's a safer dialogue and it's frankly uh the belief remains the same in fact we need those people to help believe in our dream too we we accomplish our dreams and frankly the greatest version of ourselves when it's done with other people you know the uh, other Mm -hmm. people that other people that we are are connected to in relationship with you know not not people yeah. that we don't know yeah totally uh thanks nathan yeah it's a big pleasure to get again uh, you on my show to learn from you you always share value as usual i love it tell our audience how they can reach out to you learn more about you follow you yeah yeah so our website is www.dreamleaderinstitute.com uh, my email is just Nathan at dreamleaderinstitute.com. Um, those are the easiest ways to reach out to us. Uh, we and, and we do want people to, our, our passion is to really help people become the greatest version of themselves, to help pursue their dreams, and to give them those steps and the motivation to, to get there as well. So thank mm-hmm. you for inviting me back. It's a pleasure to be on with you again. Um, yeah welcome back anytime you know you always share some valuable insights you know i think guys you need to follow nathan to reach out to him you know to ask about how to be much better version of yourself but 
and wherein you need to be yourself you know you can just improve your results but to be yourself okay guys you can find all these links in the description below listen us on apple google spotify and see you next time thanks for listening to this entire podcast please rank your experience in apple spotify google or any other platforms that you may use also please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.